Good morning and welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, and uh, today's show is going to be a little different than usual. Usually we go through like individual stocks, um, also how to react to the markets, paid research. We've gone a lot of different directions over the past few weeks, months, and today's going to be a little bit different based on some feedback we've gotten in the mailbag. And today we're going to look at more of like a macro picture of what is the market doing overall? What sectors are performing well? How do you find this information? And how do we react? What are the things to look at? And one thing that I had mentioned when we did our last show was don't overreact to the markets. One day it's up 200 points. One day it's down 500 points. Next day it's up 300. Next day it's down 700. It just It's a huge seesaw right now It's because of the trade wars going on between United States, China, and other different entities around the world. So that's what today's show is going to be about. If you have uh, questions or comments or things you want to see on the show, I can be reached at alex.richwagon at gmail.com. And again, today we're going to go into a macro picture and why it pays to not overreact to the market and do sudden things. But there also are buying opportunities when the market does seesaw in the direction. So they're not exactly completely discounted, but in the same token, don't overreact and think the sky's falling just because the pundits on CNN uh, money or uh, MSNBC are screaming and trying to get ratings. So that's what we're going on today. And we're going to get started in three, two, one. All right, guys, so today's show, Investing Should Be Easy, we're going to look at across all the industries and how do you find that information. We're going to start with that. Pretty simple. Um, might seem a little common sense, but others it may not. So literally what you do is open up a Google search and type in YTD, a year-to-date performance by sector, and you're going to get top 10 things around how every uh, sector is performing year-to-date, which is exactly what we want to look at based on things that are uh, in our control. So snapshot into sectors, and what I looked in, the first one I grabbed was a Fidelity one, which I'm very familiar with. And that one's giving me a year index. Let me see if I can get one that's year to date. If not, much, just go with that one. Nope. We have one year to date. And how each organization is broken down into different sectors. Um, it kind of classified, if you will. So if you think about anything in technology related, um, the Facebook, Snapchats, um, Google, they're all going to be under information technology. Not surprisingly, that is the highest performing sector year to date because it contains, lo and behold, one of the hottest companies, which has been a very hot company over the past five years, um, Netflix. Netflix is up almost 60% year to date, so that's going to give that a nice solid boost when you think about all the different companies that can be inside information technology. The one thing that I really like about looking at this perspective is it's a good macro perspective and going, 
where is opportunities that the first part of the year realized and what's going to be a great opportunity going forward. So the sectors that it names, it goes across things like consumer discretionary, consumer staples, and just to give you a little bit more understanding of what goes in consumer discretionary is discretionary income. You're thinking about hotels, restaurants, um, leisure products, media, um, specialty retail, things that your extra money goes for. This isn't like, I'm going to pay my mortgage. This isn't, I'm going to pay my utility bill. I need to put gas in my car. No. These are, I want to buy a new car. That's discretionary because that's extra money on top. Or auto components, things that you want to upgrade your car or things that go into automobiles. Consumer staples is things across, of I would say, like defensive stocks. Those are items like your beverages, your food, your tobacco, household products, things that you're going to buy regardless. And this goes across 12 different industries um, across the sectors. So in each sector, it breaks out each one of the industries. And I think these are kind of very helpful for when you want to say, maybe take a step backwards. And I've got these 10, 15 investments, but how is the market doing overall? How can I take a step back and really take a, a look across all the different sectors to say, am I in the right sector? Do I have a gem in the wrong sector or do I have a bunch of good things in the right sector? So I talked before is not surprisingly, information technology is again leading the way up almost 8% year to date in a short three and a half months period of time coming up on four full months at the end of April. Those are your IT services, semiconductors, software, Software and uh, semiconductors are the highest year-to-date companies. And then you've got, coming right behind it, sorry, I just lost it for a second, is consumer discretionary. Those are the luxury items that we talked at the beginning as well. So, again, all I did was type in Google search engine year-to-date performance by sector. And you can get all this information right at the tip of your tongue. Um, I got two sites right here. I got Bloomberg.com and Fidelity.com. That's breaking things down by sector. And this is a good idea of like where do you want to, what sectors you want to be in. Do you think this is going to continue? If you do, then you can go ahead and continue to sock away money into those areas. I'll give you one opportunity that I think. Um, I'll give you two areas that I think are going to continue for the rest of the year that one had a short bump and one's actually down. But again, these are guesstimates depending on how you, how do you view the market? You view the aggressive, um, approach, or do you want to take more of a conservative approach? So year to date, healthcare is up just a bit, almost 2% across the board. Healthcare includes biotech, um, healthcare providers, healthcare technology, life sciences, Life sciences is, is a fast, the most fast growing field. And that's the, some of the things that we've talked about in past shows. And what I mean by life sciences, I'm talking about gene editing technology, gene focused um, ability to cure. Like, let's say you've got a lineage in your family of breast cancer or something like diabetes. They could actually go inside of you, snip your DNA, snip it with, okay, DNA scissors, and we'll talk about the companies that do that stuff, replace it, or just take it out, 
and give you much better odds of not getting those major diseases or correcting a family lineage. It's really, really cool stuff and things that you would only dream up in sci-fi movies. Companies that we talked about before, which have, I would say, done done well as far as over the past couple of years and, and extreme growth, and I would expect them to continue to grow because they're at the infancy stage of where they're at. And just to give you perspective of what I mean by infancy stage, let me put up uh, Google Finance real quick. So one num one company that I've talked about routinely on the show, and I keep pounding the table because I think it's a great opportunity, is Sangamo Therapeutics and uh, stock symbols SGMO. They are definitely in the gene editing space. And the reason why I talk about them as far as a infancy stage is their revenue is about $13 million. And where is their market value is around a billion or two billion versus Facebook. Their market cap is 472 billion. So in order for Facebook to double in size, they have to become almost a trillion dollar company. Whereas Syngamo Therapeutics, 1.5 billion. So they can double by $3 billion if this gets picked up by a leading healthcare provider or something else. That's the kind of difference we're talking about is a huge market cap, the size of the company, the ability they've already gone through tremendous growth versus companies that haven't gone through. So Sangamo and also Editas, um, E-D-I-T, -E it's a stock symbol on that. Those companies are closely related as far as um, what they're looking for. And that's, again, in your healthcare space under life sciences, tools, and services of that gene editing that is future-facing technology. Companies that you want to look at long-term of what are the things that are coming down the pike? Um, let's say, for instance, the lithium batteries going on, the charging stations. You can dig into those details. I can talk about those on another show, but what I'm talking about, like that's at the infancy stage of what it's going to be in the future. Tesla has grown rapidly over the past five years, and it's more on speculation, less what they've actually accomplished. You see more Teslas on the road today. However, it's not mainstream. You don't see a Tesla every other car versus you might see like a Ford, a Chevy, a Toyota, um, you know, Honda, every other car. That's more mainstream. Once they get there, Tesla could be, keep being blown out of the water because of their model and how they're able to go directly to consumers, cut out the middlemen, and ship cars to people. That's a different model. But again, if you like that technology, get behind it. Study batteries or whatnot. And that's where you can kind of start to make your forward-thinking progress because once they talked about it on the talking heads of CNN Money or MSNBC, it's already too late. you got to get in there a little bit earlier, so it's it pays to do your research which is some things I've talked about over the past few episodes of using paid research to do investment investment strategy. So as we looked across the markets, again, I like the healthcare space. I think there's a lot of room to run there. Other one I want to talk about, which I would say is a little safer, if you will, is the sector of uh, real estate, real estate investment trusts over the past um, year is down. This year, it's uh, over the past year, it's down about 5%. And over year to date, it's only down a couple percentage points. But here's the thing. 
it pays a healthy dividend. And there's one that I want to throw at you. It's something to take a look at is um, FREL, which is the uh, ETF for uh, Fidelity that has a good amount of information as far as the real estate. They pay a healthy dividend, which covers up those losses. And that could be something of if the um, interest rates keep rising, that could see a positive spin on the other side because as as the markets start to shift, you've got to kind of take a step forward. And the reasons why, because if your interest rate's rising, it could, it could have a uh, positive effect on the business side of the real estate market as well because people are going to want to nab up those properties. They could have a little bit more um, stability, if you will. The year-to-date return for this is down um, like 0.31, which will be easier covered up by their dividend, which is, let me bring up that real quick. All right. Just bringing the FREL and dividend yield. I want to say it's like 2 to 3% as far as what their dividend yield Yep, that sounds about right. So that's what we talked about today. Again, we started off by looking at the macro picture across the markets of where are your investments and how do you take a step backwards and understand, am I in the right sectors? Do I want to be in a better sector? And the second thing we looked at, two fields, we looked at healthcare, looked at real estate investment trust, and then also we can talk about future ideas. Of, we talked about like Tesla components and battery components, both private and public companies that could be to benefit in the future. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time today. If you guys have any questions, comments, or things you want to see on future shows, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. And I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.